everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to <clears throat> the Docs Sportscast today. So, uh, man, this is an exciting week of football uh, yesterday. This was an exciting day of football yesterday <clears throat> for the Sunday slate of games. Uh, if you did not get a chance to watch them, uh, man, it was it's tough. It's tough if you didn't get a chance because this was a really, really great uh, day of football. Great day to experience the sport. Uh, see a lot of amazing games out there. And, um, you know, for the most part, the games went kind of how we would anticipate. But for the few games that did not, um, man, it was it was really good. Really close games all throughout. And I think we'll see more of this throughout the season. <clears throat> you know, a lot of teams playing to the level of their opponents, things like that. Uh, it's, it's really going to... I mean, to us, it looks like it's going to be a really exciting year. Plus, we get one extra week of it, so that's great. Anyway, with that being said, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and get started with uh, going through some of the games. First up is um, Arizona Cardinals up against Jacksonville Jaguars. This was a pretty good game for the most part. Uh, you know, honestly, the Jacksonville Jaguars put up decent efforts at the beginning of the game. Um, the challenge is, again, <clears throat> this team is horribly coached. This team is horribly coached. Um, we've said it each week now. Uh, we'll continue to say it. Uh, they, are, they are poorly coached. Uh, they are 0-3 at this point, losing to the Arizona Cardinals 31-19. to uh, Urban Meyer just does not know what he's doing out there. Uh, he has horrible game plans for this team, and it's clear uh, because... They don't really have a shot, even when they come out and play well. When their defense comes out and plays well, when their special teams plays well. I mean, they had a crazy flute type of play where they returned, uh, I believe that was a, that was a field goal uh, attempt all the way back for a touchdown, and they still couldn't win the game. Are you kidding me? Everything went in your favor on that from that standpoint. But <clears throat> Arizona Cardinals is a really good team. Don't, don't, don't Let's not take away from that. Uh, Kyler Murray didn't have his best showing of the year. 316 passing yards on on the day with 28 passing attempts, uh, 28 for 34. Uh, pretty good passer rating, but zero touchdowns and one interception on the day. So it was a little bit down day from what we've seen from him out of the first two weeks. He did rush the ball seven times for, thir- for 19 yards. He got a touchdown rushing, so that saved him from a fantasy standpoint. <clears throat> James Conner. Played really good uh, in the red zone. Uh, he had 11 carries, 43 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 11 carries, 26 yards, no touchdown. Uh, so Chase Edmonds definitely had a down day. Um, but receiving-wise, he did very well. Seven catches for 49 yards. James Conner only had one catch for 10 yards. So, you know, it, those those backs kind of complement each other pretty well, <laughs> you know, from a passing standpoint, a rushing standpoint. We'll see how that continues as the season goes on. Receiving-wise, man, DeAndre Hopkins still does not get things going this season. He has only had one like pretty good game other than that he's been struggling we'll see you know maybe that was some lingering injury issues because he was like questionable things leading up to this game so who knows there but three catches six targets 21 yards on the day for him um christian kirk uh led the team uh in catches with chase Edmonds. he had eight targets seven catches 104 yards on the day A.J. Green had six targets, five catches, 112 yards on the day. A.J. Green looking really, really good out there. Um, looking like the A.J. Green of old, so that was really good for him. On the Jacksonville side, man, this is the third game in a row that Trevor Lawrence has thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Okay? Third game in a row. This is poor. Okay? 
to me, when I'm looking at this, you have a guy coming in with so much hype. Give him a chance to do well. Give him a chance to learn and develop and do well. What you're doing is you're getting him out there and letting him continuously make mistakes and making a lot of pressure on him. That's not good. <clears throat> so Jacksonville needs to ride a little bit more on James Robinson. He was the bright star of this team uh, yesterday. And rightfully so. He did the same thing last season. 15 carries, 88 yards, one touchdown on the day. Carlos Hyde had eight carries for 44 yards. Give James Robinson the ball. This guy's doing really good things, and this made the team look better out there by riding through him. James Robinson had six catches on the day for 46 yards as well. I mean, the guy's doing everything for you. Give him the ball more. Take more pressure off Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence needs to get those throws down to 30 or less per game right now until he shows that he can't until he shows that he cannot throw interceptions. And again, this is bad coaching. This is bad scheming. I get it. <clears throat> but at the same time, you got to think about that. Um, when you're thinking about the, you know, psych of your guy, like, you know, he's going to psych himself out with all these, all these interceptions he's throwing. Um, Marvin Jones on the day led the team six catches uh, with James Robinson. Uh, 62 yards on the day, though. Um, pretty good day from him. DJ Chark caught the one touchdown that they had uh, from a receiving standpoint. And that was uh, three catches on the day for 49 yards. LaVisca Chenault, four catches, 48 yards. Um, LaVisca Chenault was not used in the running game in this game, uh, very interestingly, because they typically do. But, yeah, so anyway, <clears throat> we'll move on from this. But horribly coached team, very bad scheming, and the Jacksonville Jaguars lose another game, falling to 0-3. Next up is... One of the more exciting games of the day that we did not anticipate is the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. Baltimore Ravens, <clears throat> guys, I'm I'm just telling you right now, we have seen it throughout the season. We've talked about it before on the channel, on the podcast. Baltimore Ravens play to the level of their opponent. They play to the level of their opponent. That's how Jacksonville, or that's how uh, Lamar Jackson goes. They go as Lamar Jackson does, and Lamar Jackson plays to the level of his opponents. He's done that since college. Um, you know, they they beat teams in college they shouldn't have, you know, beaten. Um, they also lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to. So th he's doing the same thing. He plays to the level of his opponents. This is something they really need to fix if they want to become like a championship contending type team. They are 2-1. and one. Detroit Lions fall 0-3. Uh, 17 to 19, but this game was won on the last second. NFL record 66 field goal, 66 yard field goal made by Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is a freak. Okay, he's a freak. We all know it. Um, he's an amazing athlete out there. He's always been that for Baltimore Ravens. But to see this coming in later in his career like this is insane. That we saw that from Justin Tucker. So really great day for him. Excited that he was able to do that and and set a record. We like seeing records getting broke. Uh, and set here on the channel. So Lamar Jackson on the day, 16 for 31, 287 yards, touchdown, interception. I mean, that's pretty good. It's probably about as good as you're going to get from Lamar Jackson right now. Like we've said before, he's not a pass-first quarterback. He is not efficient at being quarterback. Now, being a running back, he's fine. He had seven carries for 58 yards. That's pretty dang good. Uh, Latavius Murray led the team in carries with Lamar Jackson, 28 yards. Um on seven carries receiving wise i mean mark andrews was the guy in this game sammy watkins was second um andrews had 109 sammy watkins had 68 marquise brown had three for 53 other than that it really dropped off it's just not efficient from that team 
Um, for the Lions, hey, you got to be happy. You got to be happy with your team. They are competing out there every game. And if you're going to go and lose a bunch of games in your season, this is the way to do it. Being competitive, putting a, exciting games out there, and giving your fan base something to root for, knowing, hey, we could probably compete with any team out there right now. We just probably won't win. But we could compete, right? And, and so if you're Daniel Dopp on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, you got to be excited for your Lions and what they're doing out there. I, I think they're doing a great job. Jared Goff uh, was consistent, as he always you know, seems to be, uh, You know, 22 for 30 on the day. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries for 47 yards, one touchdown. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. So both of them pretty comparable to each other. Uh, DeAndre Swift did a great job, led the team in receiving, seven catches on seven targets, 60 yards on the day. Khalif Raymond led the team in yards, six catches on 10 targets, 68 yards on the day. So, yeah, I mean, be excited if you're a Lions fan because this was a really great game. These are the types of games that you want to see throughout the year. You don't have a stellar defense but your offense is pretty good because you have a great line in front of you. And these running backs can get loose out there. And, you know, your quarterback has time in the pocket. So, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We want to see the Lions do well. Um, but, man, that was, a, that was a tough loss. And and the Ravens, you got lucky with that field goal. You got lucky with that field goal because Lamar Jackson should have learned a lesson to stop playing the level of his opponents. And he didn't get a chance to in this game. So we'll see how he does throughout the rest of the season moving forward. Next up, talk about the Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills. We'll speed things up here a little bit so we don't keep you guys all day. Um, this game was, man, this game was ruined from the beginning. Buffalo came out on fire. Uh, four touchdowns on the day for Josh Allen. Uh, really, really great day. Mitch Trubisky got in there for some minutes. If that tells you anything as far as a blowout, that tells it right there. Um, you know, Rushing wise, I mean, they did fine. They've got you know two decent backs out there. One of them's gonna have a good day. One of them's not. That's just kind of how it's always been for them. Uh, you know, receiving wise, Cole Beasley led the team in targets, led the team in yards. Uh, Sanders and Stephon Diggs were both um, up there as well, but definitely a little bit of a drop off there. Um, wasn't as efficient, but they they started trying to just go for stuff in the game because they were just destroying this Washington football team uh, defensively. Um, at this point, Washington is really struggling. They need to get that backfield in place. That defensive backfield needs to get figured out. They need to communicate better and understand what their assignments are. They're missing things. They're getting horrible mismatches up against them, and it's not good. They need to fix that because the offensive, the defensive line can get after people. Chase Young can get after quarterbacks, but if the quarterback has wide open wide receivers within two seconds of the ball being snapped it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how how quick he tries to get around that line he's never going to have a free shot at the quarterback so two touchdowns two interceptions on the day for taylor heineke uh 14 for 24 i mean not absolutely horrible the two interceptions is god awful for them they really need to fix that um but you know Antonio Gibson had a pretty good day, 12 carries, 31 yards on the day. He actually had a really good run in the game, um, one really good run. Other than that, this defense really kind of did shut them down. Well, not a run, but a catch. He had one catch for 73 yards on the day. This is something that they need to do more of with Antonio Gibson, get him out in the passing game, get him in space. That would be a really bright spot for them. Terry McLaurin did okay. He did his thing, four catches. You know, 62 yards on the day, seven targets. Logan Thomas played really well, four catches on four targets, 42 yards and a touchdown. That's really it. But Buffalo owned this game. Washington Falls to one and two. Buffalo now two and one in the 43 to 21 victory for the Bills. Next up is 
the division rivalry between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, this game, we said it coming in that the Bengals were going to lose this game. We said it coming in that Big Ben does not have what he used to have. He can't throw downfield. This is not good. It's a good situation for the Steelers. And if you're a Steelers fan, you need to listen to this podcast a little bit more because you got to be realistic. Guys, Ben is not the answer. He is not going to be the answer this year. You will not go to the playoffs this year if Big Ben stays your quarterback. This game is the perfect example of that. Cincinnati, who come off throwing three interceptions on three plays back to back to back uh, last week, comes out here and wins 24 to 10. Joe Burrow throws three touchdowns, one interception up against what supposedly is amazing defense. But guess what Cincinnati did? They tailored their game plan to beat the Steelers. They say, you know what, you're not going to be able to beat us with consistency because you're not consistent. So we're going to play consistent football. We're not going to give the game to you. Joe Burrow only passed the ball 18 times. That's fantastic if you are the Bengals because three interceptions last week, okay, let's give the guy an easy week, and they did. 14 for 18, 172 yards, three touchdowns, one interception on the day. Not bad from him. Rushing-wise, Joe Mixon did a great job. 18 carries, 90 yards on the day. Fantastic day by him to take that pressure off Joe Burrow. Receiving-wise, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd made some plays. 65 yards and 36 yards on the day for those two. Two touchdowns for Chase, one touchdown for Tyler Boyd. Really, really great day from the Bengals out there because, again, they played consistent football. That's all they wanted to do was we will be more consistent than you. And Ben Roethlisberger showed that he can't be consistent. He threw the ball 58 times, 38 for 58 on the day. Not a bad completion percentage, but when you're throwing the ball that much, it's not good, especially for an aging arm. He threw two interceptions on the day, one touchdown. Not a great day from Big Ben. Um, you know, rushing-wise, they didn't really get much going. 14 carries, 40 yards for Najee Harris. Uh, he did lead the team in receptions as well. It's a lot of checkdowns because Ben can't throw the ball downfield. That's what happened in this game. So receiving-wise, Najee Harris had 14 catches on 102 yards on the day. That was the big bright spot. It, you know, you got to be worried. You're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see this being a good season the rest of the year because they are going to stick with Big Ben, and it's a little too long for them to be doing that he should be done at this point and i think we're seeing that from his play next is the bears versus the cleveland browns we're not going to say all that much in this game obviously we can touch on so much when it comes to justin fields and things like that but he only threw the ball 20 times um we will put up some things later in the week wednesday's episode will probably be talking about comparisons between quarterbacks on teams and things like that um but like, like i said Get the Bears fans need to be careful what they wished for. We told them that going into this game, and this is exactly why. Uh, six for 20 on the day for Justin Fields, not very good. Um, rushing the ball, three for 12. They just didn't. They didn't make plays. They didn't get a lot of plays from scrimmage off the ground. They couldn't run the ball because they stacked the box because they knew Justin Fields doesn't have what it takes to be a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. And that's the thing that hurt them. And this is exactly why Bears fans need to be careful what they wish for. Okay. Baker Mayfield came out 19 for 31, not fantastic completion percentage, but he had a touchdown, no interceptions. And that one touchdown is all it took to get them run, get them rolling. Kareem Hunt had a touchdown on a really good scamper. That's 10 yard, uh, 10 carries, 81 yards, 22 carries, 84 yards for Nick Chubb. I mean, they they played really well. And receiving wise, Kareem Hunt went off six catches for 74 yards. Odell Beckham came back in this game to start to his first game of the season. Five catches for 77 yards. Pretty good day by him. This team is hurting a bit from an offensive standpoint and a talent standpoint offensively. But when you're going up against a team that 
clearly can't figure out how to get things going on offense with Justin Fields, you you got to make a lot of questions there, and you got to understand, man, maybe Justin Fields isn't the right thing right now. I think we should be able to tell that from six for twenty. Okay, like that's what you're supposed to do to make a quarterback look good is throw the ball twenty or less times, and he didn't look good still. So they'll make adjustments. They'll get him in the lineup. He will play better. Don't get us wrong. He will play better. But Andy Dalton was your starter for a reason, and I hope that Bears fans can at least see through the hype and see through the the crap now to understand this is why. All right, Chargers and the Chiefs. Guys, this one threw us for a loop. We did expect the Chargers to come out and put up points. We expected them to play very, very well in this game. We didn't expect them to win the game and to win it in convincing fashion. They led the way most of the game. Uh, 30 to 24 is the final score. Chargers go to 2 and 1. Chiefs go down to 1 and 2 at this point in the season. Uh, man, two back-to-back losses for the Chiefs. Justin Herbert uh, played amazing football as we expect from him in his second year. Uh, 26 for 38 on the day, 281 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Austin Eckler did a great job running the ball. 11 carries for 55 yards. And receiving-wise, Mike Williams went off. He is a matchup nightmare. We've known this for years, but finally Justin Herbert is unlocking that potential. Seven catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Eckler, six catches, 52 yards, one touchdown. Keenan Allen, eight catches, 50 yards, one touchdown. They unleashed this passing game, and that's what they need to do to be possibly Super Bowl contenders with this team. They have an amazing offense, amazing quarterback at the helm, let it loose, and that's what they did up against this uh, Chiefs team, and they got the win convincingly. Patrick Mahomes did not play well. 27 for 44 on the day. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. Not that great to see those two interceptions from him, and that definitely was a huge factor in this game as it was close throughout. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally got things going from a rushing standpoint. 17 carries on 100 for 100 yards on the day, so he finally got something going there. Um, Travis Kelsey, seven catches, led the team with 104 yards on the day. Uh, but really not all that much after that going for the Kansas City Chiefs. They will turn some things around. Uh, duly note that uh, Andy Reid did go to the hospital for dehydration and things after this game. Uh, so we wish him all the best in his recovery and everything um, as he was very dehydrated um, after this game. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints up against the New England Patriots. New Orleans won this game. We did not expect New Orleans to end up winning this game because we expected Jameis Winston to have one of his bad games. But this is the thing with the Saints. You're never going to be able to anticipate how they're going to play this year. You're never going to know if they're going to win a game or not because you can get bad Jameis or you can get good Jameis. In this game, they got good Jameis. They, They kept him to 21 pass attempts. He threw 13 for 21. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, because, again, he only threw the ball 21 times. So you limit that ability for him to play really bad football, okay? That's what they have to do to win games. Alvin Kamara, 24 carries, 89 yards. Um, it, it, it was okay. It was okay. It was definitely something where you knew the Patriots were stacking the box and things like that to stop Alvin Kamara. And Jameis Winston, you know, he played better with that happening. So it's a little bit of game plan and stuff that I think played in their favor. Bill Belichick maybe made some uh, mistakes in the scheme for this game. But, you know, whatever. Marcus Callaway, four catches for 41 yards. Deontay Harris, three catches. Alma Kamara, three catches. Uh, you know, so it wasn't a efficient offense by any means. It wasn't like, oh, this is... You know, this offense is going nuts. It's going bonkers now. It's not, it's not really that by any means. Um, but, you know, they, they they did a pretty good job. There was the 
interception by the Patriots or the interception by the Saints that they returned for a touchdown. That was huge in this game. If that didn't happen, this would be a very different looking game. And so I do think that Mac Jones cost them one there with that interception. Um, clearly, New Orleans Saints defense came out to play in this game. And they let Mac Jones kind of rip it on New England side. They let him go at it. 30 uh, completions on 51 attempts. 51 attempts is a little high. you got to keep those mistakes from happening. He threw one touchdown, three interceptions. With 51 attempts in a rookie quarterback, you kind of expect the, that many interceptions in that many attempts in one game I mean it's gonna happen you're letting it rip and you're saying hey go at it make plays and that's something they need to keep from doing again to win with these rookie quarterbacks to win with rookie quarterbacks you have to limit the amount of time you give them to you know make mistakes and they didn't do that enough on the Patriots side this week 51 attempts three interceptions from it one touchdown now Mac Jones did lead the way in rushing that cannot happen they've got to get the rushing game going to relieve pressure off mac jones they could not get anything going damon harris had six catches on 14 yards for the day that is not good in any way shape or form for the new england patriots if they can't get the rush game going in a game they will lose games this is clearly a showing of that passing wise they they had some good numbers jacoby myers and kendrick Bourne both had over 90 yards on the day uh born did catch their one touchdown uh pass and yeah so that that's pretty much it for this game saints rolled through and won this game because they had good Jameis. we'll see what happens next week for this team and what Jameis winston we will end up seeing Okay. Next up, Atlanta Falcons up against the New York Giants. Guys, we expected the New York Giants to lose every game, quite frankly. Uh, they they are not New York Giants. The Atlanta Falcons to lose every game. Quite frankly, we, we did expect that. But uh, the thing is that, man, when you have a team that plays the level of their opponents, we talked about that with uh, Baltimore. You get that with the New York Giants as well. The New York Giants can step up and play pretty well with almost any team. They have enough talent out there. They did get a couple of injury issues here with Sterling Shepard um, and uh, Darius Slayton going out of this game early on. That definitely hurt their flow offensively, and it hurt just you know, how they were scheming the game. They didn't have enough good talent out there wide receiver-wise, uh, enough speed to really make things happen. And it was clear that you know, Daniel Jones didn't have some chemistry with some of those guys that he was out there throwing to. So it definitely hurt them on that side. But give Atlanta all the credit. Matt Ryan, 27 of 36 passing on the day. 243 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, took three sacks for 16 yards on that. But uh, rushing-wise, you know, Mike Davis did all you need from him. He got 12 carries, 50 yards on the day. If he can get to 50 yards, you know, in under 15 carries on the day, that, that's a good day, um, and Atlanta's going to be just fine if they get that. They can win games that way because Matt Ryan can definitely win you games. Um, Cordero Patterson uh, had six catches for 82 yards. We hate seeing that from a fantasy standpoint because we don't want this to be a, a running back by committee backfield, but it looks like it's going to end up being that way more times than not. Mike Davis did catch four passes for, ten, for uh, 20 yards on the day as well. Maybe they can start using him more in the passing game, guys. I mean, he showed that he can do that in Carolina when he was there last year. I, I hope that that switches. Um, but, yeah, that's just for fantasy purposes. Calvin Ridley, eight catches, 61 yards on the day. Uh, he, he played well. He played well. He had 11 targets, eight catches. Kyle Pitts, we still haven't seen a lot from him. Two catches, three targets. 
we need to see more from him. They don't have him in enough mismatches. They need to put him inside in the slot up against some linebackers, things like that, so his speed can come through. Because right now he's going up against quarterbacks who are speedier than him, and they're not using that size advantage. They're not able to use that size advantage like that on the outside unless they want to start bringing him in on inside post routes and things like that to get him inside where they can use that mismatch of height i I don't see this working out well for him so hopefully they can change that stuff up and get him going but anyway yes the atlanta falcons did end up winning this game um we didn't really expect that but hey that's the thing the new york giants play with fire and daniel jones went 24 35 on the day no touchdowns no interceptions not a good showing from him on the day saquon barkley finally played well 16 carries uh he clearly got you know a fair workload like we wanted him to get all season 16 carries 51 yards one touchdown on the day he looked very good and i I think we'll continue to see his success going forward kenny galladay was kind of the lone bright spot for them uh from a wide receiver standpoint you know four catches 64 yards colin johnson had five for 51 but we're not going to expect him to do that all the time especially when these other guys come back healthy sterling Shepard and darius slayton we mean um but you know saquon barkley played well he had six catches for 43 yards receiving too and that helped them offensively i think this is fine this is kind of just one of those fluky games it just didn't really go their way uh we do see the falcons continuing to play poor and the giants probably bouncing back and playing pretty well next week i don't know who they play but um i don't think they're going to drop that game they'll probably come out and end up winning it i I just think they're a, a pretty talented team and they will go as daniel jones goes so that's it next Colts and the Titans. This was kind of what we expected uh, from this game. You know, honestly, the Titans just have more firepower. They're just a more solid team from this standpoint of the season. Uh, Carson Wentz definitely was laboring out there. He was still limping around. He shouldn't have been playing in this game. He went 19 for 37, 194 yards. I don't care how he played. I don't care about the quarterback rate. I don't care if he went out there and and made every pass play and, and never threw an incompletion. Like, he did not need to be out there. He's limping around on the sideline after the game. He did not need to be out there, and that was definitely, definitely upsetting to see um, from our standpoint. Um, You know, I don't understand why they're so upset and not wanting to use uh, Eason because Eason played well in the preseason. He's a a young quarterback that – I mean, he's, he could be serviceable, I think, if you put him out there, but they, they're so scared to use him. They'd rather have Carson Wentz out there injured. I, I just don't like that. 10 carries on 64 yards for Jonathan Taylor and 6 for 25 from Naheem Hines on the rushing side for the Colts. Uh, Receiving-wise, Michael Pittman really was the, the only guy to really note here. Six catches on 12 targets. It's a lot of targets, so keep using him moving forward if you're doing fantasy because he's going to get those targets. 68 yards on the day. For Michael Pittman uh, from the Tennessee side, man, it was uncharacteristic because two interceptions by Ryan Tannehill let, kept the Colts in this game for a little bit. Um, you know, 27 attempts and he had two interceptions in those attempts. He clearly wasn't seeing the field all that well. And I think some of the first two game jitters has been getting to him because he hasn't played that well in the first two games. I think he tried to make a little too much happen in this game. 18 for 27 on the day for him. But, uh, man, the man to talk about, Derrick Henry, 28 carries, 113 yards on the day. Had an amazing game again out there, and we did see him get a little passing work. He had three catches on 31 yards through the day. 
give this guy some space let him get rolling and that's what they did they can roll behind derrick henry to get into the playoffs and then take some shots later on as it goes this is a team that is poised to be good and be in pretty much every game because they will play solid consistent football the ryan Tannehill two interceptions i don't see that continuing um so look for that to change later on as we move on into the season okay Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins up against the Vegas Raiders. The Dolphins up against the Raiders was definitely definitely a bit surprising that, you know, it's surprising, but it's not, okay? Here's the thing, um, and we're definitely going to put this up on Wednesday. We'll put up a graphic out there to show you guys Jacoby Brissett's day as compared to, to a tongue of Iowa through the first two games because the Dolphins are now 1-2. and two. Um, the Raiders are three and zero. The Raiders are playing amazing football. Don't be upset if you're a Dolphins fan by losing this game. Don't think, oh my God, Jacoby Brissett losses this game. Like if you weren't watching this game, you won't understand that Jacoby Brissett played well. Jacoby Brissett played well. Okay, he really did. Uh, he did everything you needed him to do. He ran the ball, uh, got a touchdown, rushing it. Uh, it. It looked like this team was was going, and I liked what I saw out of them. If you're a Dolphins fan, I think you got to be excited. Even Jalen Waddle had 12 catches on the day for 58 yards. He didn't shy away from him. Devontae Barker had four for 42. Mike Gesicki had 10 for 86. I mean, this passing game was going. It had some things going their way. I would not be upset by that. And from the the Raiders' standpoint, they're just rolling, guys. They're just playing really well. Derek Carr did have one interception on the day, but he threw for over 350 yards again on the day. Peyton Barber. 23 carries on 111 yards, one touchdown on the day. I mean, just really great running from him. I mean, this their line, they're, they're just moving the ball down the field at will at this point for the Raiders. So they're looking really, really good in the season. I think that will taper off a bit. I don't think they're going to squeak in the playoffs or anything like that. I think it's going to taper off and they'll play well, but they won't play as well as the season goes on. But, man, for the Dolphins, I, I, I don't be upset. Don't be upset by this loss. It's 28-31 to 31 up against an undefeated team right now. And, man, Jacoby Brissett played really well. We'll show that graphic. We'll talk about it on Wednesday, the comparison there. But, again, we talked about Tua Tungabailoa. We talked about how we weren't a big fan of him going into the season. We didn't think he was the best chance to win for the Dolphins. This may prove that. You'll see the stats later on in the week. Jets up against the Broncos. Guys, this one was exactly how we anticipated going. This Broncos defense is suffocating. And up against Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback, it was not going to bode well for him no matter what. And this is nothing against him. He he is a good, young rookie quarterback. He is playing well. There's nothing wrong with him. But, man, he's just not in a position to win up against a great defense like this. You know, 160 yards on the day passing for Zach Wilson, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Michael Carter ran the ball nine times for 24 yards. Did not look good rushing the ball, but that's because this line was getting destroyed up front. Okay, destroyed up front. Corey Davis, five catches, 41 yards. It's the only thing to talk about from a receiving standpoint for this Jets team. On the on the Broncos side, man, they have a great one-two punch. Melvin Gordon, 61 yards. Javante Williams, 29 yards. Both had touchdowns on the day. Uh, this running game is getting it going. And Javante Williams made some plays passing, too. Three catches on 33 yards on the day. This is a great team. They're coming together really well. And Teddy Bridgewater looks great. No touchdowns, no interceptions in this game. But guess what? They don't need it because they have a great defense. This was the great play 
by the Denver Broncos. This was a great play by the Denver Broncos to go out and get Teddy Bridgewater um, in the offseason. It was a great fit for them, and it's showing now. Buccaneers win 34 to 24. Um, Los Angeles goes up to three and zero, undefeated. Up in, and the Buccaneers are now two and one. This was a little bit surprising, but we anticipated that the the we anticipated the Rams was going to give them trouble. I just didn't think they'd end up winning this game. But Matthew Stafford was on fire. He definitely came out and wanted to put his stamp on this game and say, "Yep, we are here. We can compete with the best of the best." And they did. 27 for 38 on the day. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, no interceptions from Tom Brady as well on his end. Um, and Sonny Michelle did okay from a rushing standpoint. 20 carries on 60, uh, 67 yards on 20 carries. Uh, you know, Receiving-wise, Deshaun Jackson made an amazing breakout 75-yard touchdown play. Cooper Cup played well, nine catches, 96 yards on the day, two touchdowns. want to see Robert Woods get a little bit more involved. I think that's the only thing they're missing here from the receiving standpoint of their talent and how to use it. It's the only thing that the Rams are missing. But receiving-wise, I mean, Tampa Bay did what they were supposed to do. This was a game where both teams came out and did what they were supposed to do. Mike Evans went for over 100 yards on the day. Both teams played good. Both teams did what they were supposed to do. It just the Rams have more firepower in this game. They were just clicking a bit more in this game, and I honestly think it's the defense that made the difference because this defense is suffocating for the Rams, and you held the Buccaneers under 25 points. I know that's oh not that's not saying much. It is saying much because this is a really good Tampa Bay offense in a game that was that was poised to be a shootout, and they stopped them, held them to 25 points, and that's what won this game. I think that's why the Rams is a better team at this point because of the defense. Seahawks up against the Minnesota Vikings. This was a really good game, guys. Really, really great game to watch. Um, Russell Wilson uh, played well. Kirk Cousins played well. It, it's a further game than what it than what it actually was score wise. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw three touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. He was lights out. Played amazing. Chris Carson ran the ball well, 80 yards on the day. You know, DK Metcalf went over 100 yards on the day. Tyler Lockett got a little bit banged up there uh, in the game. Uh, but you know, still had four catches for 31 yards. Receiving wise, Justin Jefferson went over 100 yards on the day for the Minnesota Vikings. Tyler Conklin had over 70 yards on the day. Both touchdowns by those two players. Um, yeah, and Alex Madison, Alexander Madison went over 112 yards on the day, uh, replacing Dalvin Cook. And so this team played amazing football. They played really well. I think Seattle was thrown off by Dalvin Cook not playing. I think it changed up defensive schemes and. Ultimately, Seattle doesn't have a good enough defense, and and that's what we said all all off season is that this defense is going to get routed, and they did. That's what happens. Um, rusted this thing. The offense is good in Seattle. There's nothing wrong with that, but the defense does not stand up when it comes to a team playing good offense, and that's what happened here. So next is the Green Bay Packers up against the San Fra- San Francisco 49ers. This game capped off the night sunday night football and it was everything we wanted it to be 23 on 33 attempts for aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns no interceptions on the day aaron jones 19 carries for 82 yards one touchdown on the day aj Dillon six carries for 18 not that great from him uh but Devontae adams 12 catches 132 yards on the day one touchdown as we anticipated because he went the first two games without getting a touchdown we knew he was going to get a touchdown in this game. Valdez Scantling had a touchdown on a 47-yard uh, grab, three catches on 59 yards and 59 yards on the day for him. Um, man, this was a 
blast of a game back and forth back and forth all game long um you know the running game was definitely hurting from san francisco side i mean trey sermon ran the ball 10 times for 31 yards and he had a touchdown that didn't look good their, their running game did not look good it didn't look efficient um so let's hope they get you know proper running backs in place because trey sermon did not look good in this game and obviously he was out the last game didn't even touch the field maybe that's you know some a little bit of one week rust or something there from him maybe look for that to bounce back but that's the thing that they've lied, they've relied on and they've rested their head on is being able to run the football and they could not run it in this game. So props to the Green Bay defense. They did a great job as they've done all season long, kind of stopping run and runs and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo, two touchdowns, one interception on the day. That one interception was not enough to uh, you know take away from his game. I mean he he did great, did an amazing job, but. You know, the the one interception is probably the thing that changed this whole game. If that didn't happen, you know, maybe you add three more points to San Francisco and they end up winning it. But um, really great game. Very exciting to watch. Um, you know, George Kittle had seven catches for 92 yards. Looked like he was supposed to. First game he came out and looked like he was supposed to look all season long. Debo Samuel had five catches for 52 yards. Still doing his thing, doing well out there. But like we said, the running game did not get going. And if they don't get this running game going, they will not win games. That's what they need to rest on to be a consistent, solid football team. That is the way they're built to be. So, anyway, with that being said, we do have Monday night coming up tonight. Dallas up against Philadelphia. That is a divisional rivalry game right there. We're super excited. This will be a very good game. Honestly, we anticipate the Dallas Cowboys winning this game. I think that Jalen Hurts, we will see the bad side of Jalen Hurts in this game. He's going to try to do too much. I don't believe he is ready to take over and and be you know a Patrick Mahomes or anything like that. I know people were rushing to say that, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Maybe we're wrong. Hopefully we're wrong. Who knows? Um, Aurora's mother uh, lived and grew up and went to school in Philadelphia area. She likes the Eagles. Um, and so, yeah, we, we wouldn't mind seeing them win this game. But I do think Dallas has too much firepower. They will end up probably winning this game, in our opinion. And we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, we'll put some things up on the uh, Facebook page, some stats, things like that, so you guys can see different quarterback comparisons and things throughout the season. And we will probably talk about rookies and talk about quarterback changes and injuries and things like that and show comparisons on Wednesday's episode, um, also recapping the Monday night game. So thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe um, to the channel um, and share it with your friends out there. Really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.